0: Hello, this is Diana. Thanks for joining me on Journey to the Inkpot. Pot. Today, I'd like to talk just a little bit about Mary Magdalene. It was my third book, and I found the information on her very interesting, to say the least. From most pulpits, and in movies and some books, she's been portrayed as a prostitute. Yet, you know, I can't find any scriptural reference to substantiate that claim other than it's just supposition passed down through the ages. If she had seven demons cast out of her, she must have been a woman of ill repute, right? But wait, just because she went through a deliverance ministry, was she a prostitute? Hmm. How then could I portray her in such a way that she would reach that point of madness? That took some research. First, many times I noticed that a childhood trauma could be the start of serious mental anguish in a child. So I had her kidnapped at the age of ten by a nefarious uncle who needed money, and he was his fa- her father's partner in the boat-building business. So not only is she terrified of the horrible cellar where she finds herself, and the words of the men who kidnapped her, but she helplessly witnesses her father stabbed and left for dead in front of her. Now that's enough to cause trauma in any child. Even though she's returned safely home and her father is on the way to recovery, she starts having trouble sleeping at night, afraid to close her eyes lest the kidnappers return. That situation leads to troubling dreams, and step by step the enemy takes over her life. She slips farther and farther into madness. Through her fear, the enemy has come in and taken over her mind. I also look up the causes of epilepsy, and she suffered from that also. Now we have a young girl who's vulnerable to Satan, grows up as the madness continues by stages. By the time Jesus arrives on the scene, she's beyond control in a totally disheveled state, living in her room with a door barred and locked. The closest situation I saw to what I felt was a more accurate betrayal was in The Chosen. However, in that uh, instance, uh, she was raped by a Roman soldier as an innocent girl and that is portrayed as the beginning of her dilemma. Once again, trauma was used to show the beginning of her retreat into madness. It's hard to portray a character in a way that goes against the grain of the Bible. Yet I didn't portray Mary in a way that contradicted the scriptures. Her portrayal as a prostitute was man-made. As a writer, we have a good deal of poetic license. We can add fictional characters, situations, and dialogue that isn't in the Bible just so we don't deliberately contradict the Bible. What is written about the woman chosen in each of my books, I just had to elaborate. I felt the edict the Lord gave me when I wrote my first book of biblical fiction held for the other eight, show her as I saw her with love. And that is what I attempted to do, to show each character in a different light, maybe in a way that she wasn't portrayed in the Bible. And what she went through in her life In Journey to the Well, I had to come up with six different male characters and how they came and went out of Mara's life. Who were these five husbands? It doesn't say anything about them, so I was free to create them, each with a different scenario. One cruel, one a drunkard, one the love of her life, one unable to marry her because of his lifestyle, and the last one, an older man who falls in love with her but goes on a journey and doesn't return due to a disease. I made him the Good Samaritan and the only one of the ten lepers who returns to fall on his knees and thank Jesus for healing him. The last man, the one she wasn't married to, I felt was devious, a womanizer, taking advantage of a widow or a woman who doesn't know yet whether she's a widow. It was interesting to come up with a different character for each one of these husbands, but the question was, was she a prostitute, or was she just a victim of circumstances, longing to be free of her captors? Sometimes in a scene we only get a few words to show what it's about. As I said before, I think those who wrote the Bible sometimes just did a thumbnail sketch. Many of these instances were written many, many years after they happened. After retreat today, one of the speakers referenced Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. She brought out a few interesting points about Martha. Would we dare to order the Lord of Lords, the Son of God himself, to help someone serve with me? I can just see Martha, hands on hips, spouting out her displeasures to the Lord. How patient and kind he is. He didn't rebuke Martha, but reminded her gently that she was so busy with material things, she was missing the spiritual things, which Mary wanted to be a part of. It's kind of like a kaleidoscope. Each speaker or author that writes about a particular character gives us a different glimpse, another aspect of their character and we're able to see them not just as a figure on the pages of a scripture, but they're brought to life as living, breathing people. My favorite scene in Mary Magdalene is where her uncle, now Reformed, of course, and her husband grasp her firmly by each arm to bring her to Jesus. I found there's only one time that Jesus actually visits Magdala, her hometown. Her husband is desperate, and as they are attempting to get her near enough to Jesus, The voices in her head are shouting at her to break away, get away, and with superhuman strength she does, only to run right into Jesus. Then I was able to portray her inexpressible joy at being healed, hearing the birds sing, reunited with the husband she loves in her right mind. It was a blessing to create that scene. On another note, When I traveled for Stonecroft Ministries, I had to share my life before Jesus, how I met Jesus, became a believer, my life after I met Jesus, and the salvation message, all in 25 minutes. The secular program, which always came first, always, sometimes, well, I should say, sometimes ran over their time, and I would have 15 or 20 minutes to cover the same material. A lot had to get cut out. How do you tell your life story in 15 or 20 minutes? I've recently sent the proposal for my memoir as a shadow following to my agent to see if he can place it. I deal with childhood trauma, growing up with the occult, a deliverance ministry that sent me on a search for God that led me to more than 20 churches, marriage to a man that had a severe alcoholic problem, and other things that ended up ruining his life. Our marriage ended in divorce, and I was a single mom to three children. Trying to find work a teaching credential that was no good because were, there were no teaching jobs to be had at the time due to closing the schools and teachers being dumped, being, well not dumped, they were being bumped. I lived in many homes from birth around 33. I found God, but it was on and off again, relationship, and I had a lot to learn. I covered a lot of occult areas in the book, and Whitaker House commissioned my book on Halloween knowing some of my background. I guess I could probably write two books. Hmm. Hopefully there's enough drama in the proposal to interest an editor. There's my latest song, Tell Them, which just came up on SMP Music last week. It was purchased by someone. I hope they enjoy it. I don't know what to do with the songs God keeps giving me except to produce them and leave the rest to him. At least I'm having fun writing them. I went to a half-day retreat up in the mountain community of Julian, California with ladies from my church. Had my car packed friend was waiting at the church for me to pick her up. I had trouble sleeping and ended up writing the newsletter for my Tops group at two o'clock in the morning before I went back to bed. And of course then I had to remove my small dog from my pillow so I could get back under the covers. Knowing she does that I spread a doggy blanket over my pillow when I know I'll be up for a while. I was groggy and of course forgot the alarm system was on so I had to shut that off really quickly. I was up at 5:45. got myself together, I was ready to go but I decided I wanted to swallow or two of coffee from my traveling insulated mug. The top wasn't on properly, and coffee spilled down the front of my shirt, which required a quick change. When I finally got in the car to go. The car was dead as a doornail. Well, I wonder where that expression came from. Anyway, my friend waited while I called AAA, and bless his heart, the driver came right away. He jump-started the car, and an hour and a half later, we got to Julian. I hoped it would start again when the retreat was over, and I was ready to lay hands on my car and will it to start. Fortunately, it did. It started up right away, and an hour and a half later, I was at my son's house in Spring Valley to help celebrate his 51st birthday. Of course, later, it was just another half hour to drive home to Port Loma. That was enough driving for me for one day. Fortunately, a friend came and stayed a couple hours with my little dog, Maya, so she wasn't by herself all day for ten hours. As I keep repeating, we write from life. And i probably include these incidents in my other book, House of Little Doors, about a mythical small town and the people that live there. I just tuck them away for reference. Every experience you go through, sad, happy, traumatic, is fodder for a story somewhere. You can write a scene with authority, having experienced it yourself. I may include the retreat in a book one day. Another instance I remember is when I lost control of my car on an icy road coming down from Big Bear Lake many years ago. If it weren't for the placement of a critical metal railing with sturdy wooden posts, I would have been at the bottom of a canyon and not giving this podcast. I hope some of you start writing your first book and have found some ideas to consider where you can incorporate incidences in your own lives. You don't have to witness a murder to write about it, but you do have to set your characters in the scene who are suspects. So start people-watching. One final point. As a Christian who writes, God has to be part of your story. It is his inspiration that moves you to write. The scriptures tell us that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to men or women. Some, the gift of hospitality helps. It could be a cook, taking meals to those in need, healing, writing, music. There's many gifts. Not everyone is called to be a preacher or an evangelist or a teacher. Yet through your words as a writer, you can reach people that would not go to church or don't know the Lord yet. In every book I wrote where the woman was in the New Testament, there is a salvation message. Someone finds Christ and prays that prayer of repentance and receives Christ. I pray that through one of my books, someone will find the Lord. There's a song I believe Carrie Underwood made famous, Jesus, Take the Wheel. In our case as a writer, one could say instead, Jesus, take my pen. Well, my email address again is writerlady75 at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Any comments, suggestions. This is Diana, and I hope you'll join me next week.